to Come Along With Me, a podcast for fans who have finished all 10 seasons of Adventure Time and want to journey back through the land of Ooh, an episode-by-episode analysis of Cartoon Network's most mathematical TV show. I am Laura the Human. And I'm KK, also the human. This is Chapter 2.21, Belly of the Beast, brought by Kent Osborne and Somvale Xiaphone. In this episode of Come Along With Me, ain't no party like a party bear party because a party bear party don't end till you get third degree burns. This podcast contains full spoilers for all at Adventure Time. If you haven't finished the series, turn back now. Finn and Jake are awoken by the sounds of a distressed monster who has fireworks coming out of its mouth. They think they're asleep and dreaming together until the monster punts Jake over the hills. The heroes hear a call for help coming from inside the monster's belly. They hitch a ride on some trees it's eating and follow the cries until they find the bear who needs help. With putting up streamers! The monster's belly is a party bear rave. Jake is ready to leave them alone, but Finn convinces him to stay and help by reminding him the path food takes from stomach to stuff. They try to warn the party bears, but no one can hear them over the music, until a small bear, Cubby, says he's been trying to tell the party bears the same thing. They're partying in a monster's belly! But no one will listen to Cubby, because he's just a kid. He takes the heroes to Party Pat, the chief of the party bears, to see if they can convince him to leave. Party Pat says he won't listen to Finn and Jake until they all party together. They dance and wrestle and drink honey energy drinks. But when he finally hears them out, Party Pat lets the rest of the party bears know about the monster's belly, and they don't care. Sitting in the monster's mouth, Finn and Jake muse about the situation. Finn says he supposes everything is all right, as long as the monster doesn't drink lava to burn the bears out. The monster overhears and sets its sights on a volcano to do just that. Finn and Jake race back down to the belly to evacuate the bears. They decide to take the dark and mysterious mine exit. They make it out with lots of lava burns to show for it. Finn urges Party Pat to party outside, but the bears need a fat party club to grind in to survive. Finn gets an idea and Party Pat is inspired. He tells the monster they'll no longer use fireworks, but awesome lasers instead. The monster swallows all the party bears and seems to be happy with its new laser mouth. Man, this new Care Bears reboot is weird. (laughs) (laughs) They are just explicitly Care Bears, Oh, explicitly Care Bears. I mean, they've all got different symbols on their bellies. That's that's it. That's the inspo, except for Party Pat, I guess. (laughs) You know what Party Pat looks like? And I don't even know how this works out date-wise. How? What? It looks like the reboot version of the Onceler from the Lorax. No! <laughs> Am I wrong, though? I mean, he is based on Pat McHale, the erstwhile director of Adventure Time and the creator of Over the Garden Wall. So are you saying Pat McHale looks like the Onceler? I've never, I don't think I've ever actually seen a picture of Pat McHale, so I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> I just think... What happened is there were certain popular fashions at the time in both the Wunzler and Pat the Party Bear were aiming to look cool with the youths, 
TM, and there's a lot of unfortunate overlap. <laughs> Guess who voices Party Pat? KK, I am miserable with voices. Don't make me do this. Andy I'll just... Samberg. Andy Samberg? Yes, ma'am. Jake Peralta, Andy Samberg? Jake Peralta, Andy Samberg. Okay, so this is embarrassing because they are two very different actors, but I always get Andy Samberg and um, Adam Sandler. I always get Andy Samberg and Adam Sandler mixed up, which is unfortunate because I I like one of them very much and dislike <laughs> the other very much, and uh, it's not fair to either of them, I feel. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but uh, I think they'd forgive you. What was your favorite bit? I mean, I love the party bears. I think I've mentioned this every single time they've come up, which is at least once in the they first come up, two I seasons. Think, do they come up once? I know they come up in a future episode, maybe a couple episodes in the future. Party bears make their first appearance in My Two Favorite People, which is a very classic episode. Three of them get power rings from Forest Wizard, I guess. <laughs> I didn't actually say my favorite part. Yeah, so I love the party bears. Um, and then specifically uh, the, my hot dog's dead. My pizza's dead. My cupcake is dead. They're all already dead. They're inanimate. <laughs> uh, what was your favorite part, Laura? Bears, 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 bears. Except they do the whole, it's bears. I wanted to save our listeners from recreating the bit in its completion. (laughs) There's a lot of great music in this episode. Oh, God. This is is such a fun, ridiculous app. It's not one of my favorites, but it's just pure shenanigans. It makes zero sense. And I like... You know, I try to keep the summaries pretty trim, and it was hard with this episode, surprisingly. Especially considering there's a one-minute montage where they're just partying with Party Pat. Like, it's, I don't know, it's convoluted and hilarious. I'll say, what I do appreciate from this partying with Party Pat is there was a lot of focus on food. I feel like I would be more into a lot of uh, partying if there were waffle breaks. Fair, fair. I don't know how that really works at a rave, but hey, more power to the party bears. In Hong Kong, there's a uh, famous restaurant, which is where all the people, after they've been partying in Lai Kwai Fung all night, go for like breakfast, brunch. It's called the Flying Pan. It's a li- its icon is like a little frying pan with wings, and it does great, uh, like full-on Western breakfasts. Breakfasts. And... Oh, sounds good. <sighs> it made me think of that, man. You ever, you ever wake up and you're like, I just really want, like, full breakfast. I want some sausages. I want bacon. I want waffles. I want the whole deal. Oh, yeah. My favorite place in Columbus, where I live, is called Grand Day Cafe, and they have... You've taken me there before. Awesome breakfast. I had some chorizo tostadas this morning. Oh, that sounds mm. amazing. It oh, is pretty man. good. Yeah, they have, like, an over-easy egg on top of the... Anyways, it's not a food food podcast. <laughs> Uh, I, if if our fans are complaining that we talk too much about food, too bad. I don't want any fans who don't love the food talk. <laughs> Is Party Pat the leader because he's the tallest or because he's the best partier? Is it possible that tallness correlates with your ability to party? 
Maybe. And that's why, that's part of the reason I don't take Cubby seriously, because he's small. The Cubby thing definitely referred to me. It's something that we get a lot in kids' media, but I don't think is unfair that I feel like when you're a kid, adults just dismissing what you say out of hand because you're a kid is like a thing, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. So I, it happens a lot in kids' media, This these themes about no one will take you seriously, even if you're right, just because you're a child. Um, I think it was just touching on that, really. No, I wasn't. I'm dancing. See? See? <laughs> so desperate. <laughs> if if it is because he's the tallest, I guess that might be like Invader Sim reference. Maybe. I've, I've watched very little of Invader Sim, but I understand that's a, a theme. I want to try these honey-flavored energy drinks. Are they just honey? They look like they might just be honey. Well, then are they really energy drinks if they're just honey? I mean, honey is a fluid, and it is pure sugar, so it gives you energy, so I would argue yes. Okay. Um, I'm into that. I can accept that. Then I'm less into actually drinking the honey energy drinks. That sounds so awful. I need that. I love me some honey. But you can't drink it straight. It's it's not going to work. Ugh. Ugh. I have a party pat magnet that I really love. You do? Where did mm-hmm. you even get that? At my Steven Universe con. Someone was selling it. <laughs> They're for oh, their fair. merch table. <laughs> Go to KK Steven Universe con if you're in the States. So I already mentioned the My Hot Dogs Did <laughs> song. Um, and then one of the lyrics is... Distant Land spoiler coming up. When you miss someone you love, you can't cry enough. Yeah, I mean, that definitely made me think of to together again. But it also just it was a surprisingly rule. It was a surprisingly raw lyric in a song about dead milkshakes. <laughs> because that is how it feels when you lose someone you love. That is, yeah. So yeah, that was rough. And you're more into music in general, and I think country music by extension. How do you feel that song does as a parody of that particular flavor of country? Uh, I think it's uh, like, it's almost a parody of the parody of country music, <laughs> you know what I mean? What, That's what, meta. what do you get when you play a country song backwards? You get your house back, you get your girl back, you get your dog back, like... You know what is maybe the weirdest thing of this entire episode, and considering it's about a bunch of bears partying inside a giant monster? That says a lot. Uh, the fact that they escape out of a monster's butt? No, that wasn't that surprising to me. I saw that coming. <laughs> it was that despite that, they refused to say the word poop. They say butt intestines at one point? That's not poop. They are dancing around this issue and that is a surprising level of delicacy for this show to show when it comes to potty humor that's true yeah they can't just say poop like a couple episodes ago jake just lets out a big rip and fart like yeah why is poop such a such a leap from there exactly that's what i'm saying now this entire episode felt like it was touching upon this very specific Western animation trope. I don't think we really get it that much in any other medium and not even like in Eastern animation, but specifically the trope of going inside a being's body and seeing various organs and stuff from the inside. I mean, Party Pat 
is, this, is laying on the heart and it's like I a know. water bed. That was the worst. <laughs> oh man, I hated it. I hated it so much. But it reminded me of one specific piece of media. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like the creations of one guy online. Have you heard of Mystery Flesh Pit National Park? I can't say I have, Laura. <laughs> All right, I've got to send you a link right now to like, oh, it's all like epist, uh, what's the word? Like epistological documents. Epistolary. 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 Mm-hmm. That's it. Epistolary documents about this alternate universe. Just sent you the link. I'd love to get your live reactions to this. <laughs> Enjoy legendary trout fishing, geotectonic carnal moans. ridiculous laura it's this alternate universe where somewhere in the united states they found like this giant being that lives underground and has like they found this gullet and they're like you know what would be great we'll make a national park out of this and there's just like you know you go down an elevator and they have a lobby built in there you can go for wilderness hikes among its like digestive tissues you can like have rejuvenating bass in its various um, sexual fluids and it apparently uh, gets people real in the mood so it's super popular. Can we talk about the party bears more? No. (laughs) (laughs) The monster is very TARDIS-like. Much bigger on the inside. inside? I guess it is. You know, the funny thing is Rewatching this episode, I had been super sure that the monster was in fact a giant bear, so it was a bunch of little bears living inside <laughs> a, a bigger bear, and I'm glad that's not how it worked out, because that would have been kind of weird. <laughs> There's not quite linguistics biz, but Finn says, you're the chief and I totes respect that, which, again, it's not like new linguistics, but I like that totes has, has stood the test of time. I love that it also gives the sense of like being in a formal language like you know something you 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 can casually say when approaching a chief you know yeah he's like real serious real grave i totes respect that yeah yeah so now this was a super fun episode i forgot how fun it was to be honest the party bears are the best So, uh, Laura, do you have a media rec for us today? Yeah, I'm going to wreck Doctor Who. You mentioned the TARDIS-like nature of the interior of the TARDIS. And, you know, the TARDIS is, in fact, a sapient being. Uh, oh. Yeah, she's uh, she's BFS with the Doctor. Uh, there is one episode written slash directed by Neil Gaiman where she gets a, a human body briefly and they get to do their flirt get their flirt on because they are married in fact okay i mean they're not officially married but they are married you know sure you get me um so i love me the tardis if you don't know what doctor who is uh it is a very long-running series it started in 1963 i believe it was off air for a while so that explains some of it but uh listen Doctor Who will never die because of the brilliance that the main character, the Doctor, can just change into a different actor whenever they need it. Uh, and it's just about their adventures 
through time and space, uh, having a good time. There's aliens, there's time travel shenanigans, there's science that makes no sense. It's just, no matter what you're into, there's going to be something that appeals to you in the 50 years of TV. Do you have a recommendation of where people should start watching? Oh boy, there's entire lists about where to start that. I wouldn't go for the classic stuff, personally, unless you're somebody who really has, I think, a high tolerance for some of the quirks of older TV, I I think it's a little hard to get into. Famous starting points are the 2005 revival with uh, The Ninth Doctor, played by Christopher Eccleston. I'm very fond of him. Otherwise, just pick any doctor and, like, look for their first episode. You're going to see all sorts of lists out there, like Doctor Who started getting bad after X time, or why actor isn't actually that good. I don't agree. I think every actor has something going for them, even if they're not my favorite. Current Doctor is Jodie Whittaker. She's a woman, uh, so that's pretty rad. She's going to be regenerating soon. Um, This will mean nothing to you, KK, but uh, the original Revival's director of Russell T. Davies is coming back to the show. He's wonderful and queer, and uh, I, I'm excited to see what flavor of uh, gayness he's going to bring back to the show. So I'm I'm a nerd on the internet. I've seen I've seen posts about that. Yeah, uh, the revival was famous. This was back in 2005. Uh, they brought in the pansexual time traveler Captain Jack Harkness, who in the season one finale has a big smooch both with the Doctor and uh, his female companion. And you don't you don't even get to see that much these days, you know? Yeah, seriously. That's awesome. Yeah, so uh, love me some Doctor Who. I'm not actively watching right now, but I've got a lot of fondness in my heart. And that will never leave. It's part of the nerd canon, too. That's it a is. Good, that's a good reason to watch it if you're into that sort of thing absolutely and there's so many recommendations if you're daunted about where to even begin neat thank you so much for joining laura and kk the humans on come along with me email us at adventuretimepod at gmail.com or you can follow us at twitter at come along with me where the last e is a three or you can find us on instagram and tumblr and tiktok at adventuretimepod now come on grab your friends and go to very distant lands 